Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. Soul Patrol. Jesus 911 with Jesse and Anita. Friday show. Hey, St. John Eudes, pray for us at this feast day. Uh, and it's also, remember, the month of August is uh, something very important for all of us. Yes, so we devote ourselves to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. This devotion has received new emphasis in the century from the visions given to Sister Lucia de Santos, the oldest of the visionaries of Fatima, from her convent in the city of Tui in Spain in 1925 and 1926. In these visions, Our Lady asked for the practice of the five first Saturdays to make amends for the offenses committed against her heart by the blasphemies and ingratitude of men. The practice parallels the devotion the nine first Fridays in honor of the Sacred Heart. And just to show you how relevant the blasphemies are, yes. uh, you have these blasphemers from the, the, the Atlantic that mm-hmm. are saying that the rosary is an extremist weapon. Yep. There's, if, if it's not Hollywood, yes. it's, it's, it's a newspaper, yeah. but there's somebody always attacking Our Lady every single year. Yep. And, and again, that, this, that, this goes right back to the visions at, at, yep. uh, at Fatima. Mm-hmm. They... Our Lady told us this would happen, and she's told us how to make reparation for this. Yes, absolutely. And that's where we, as Catholics, need to be dedicated to the Holy Rosary, to our Lord, and live in a state of grace. Yeah. This is spiritual warfare. Yep. We are experiencing spiritual warfare, uh, uh, the here and now. And, and it's not in the future. Yeah, it's not in the future. It's the here and now. So we always got to be on guard. And remember prepared. also spiritual warfare. The devil also uses uh, human agencies like uh, you mm-hmm. know, politics, the yes. Democrats, yes. communists. The devil uses human beings yeah. to, to move his uh, pieces around the chessboard. Yeah, hey, we're getting things thrown at us. One, like just uh, like your partner on Tuesday and Thursday, Ruben. Uh, be ready, get ready, so you don't have to stay ready. Stay, re- stay ready, and you don't have to get ready. So yeah, that's, that's all we got to do. That's a great that's saying. That's a great saying to live yeah, by. Yeah, thank actually. you, Ruben, if yeah. you're listening. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so uh, we're going to talk about a couple of spiritual warfare topics. Let me tell you about the first one we're going to talk about, about the powerful name of Jesus. Yes, the name of Jesus. Yeah. Let's bow. Bow your head every time you say it. Absolutely. The second thing we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about blessed salt. What is blessed salt? It's one mm-hmm. of the church's oldest sacramentals. And then the last topic we're going to talk about are, are blessed bells, how mm-hmm. effective they are in spiritual warfare. But let's jump right in yes. and let's talk about the powerful, holy name of Jesus and why we celebrate it. Yep. Let's not forget that in the commandments mm-hmm. given to Moses on Mount Sinai and handed down to us, we you know call it the Ten Commandments, we're told to honor the name of God. It's a name used in prayer and as a blessing. Mm-hmm. But it's unfortunately all too often these days, even amongst Catholics, mm-hmm. it's used in vain. Or, mm-hmm. or as a curse. Yes. Nowadays, we hear not only the word of God invoked in negative ways, but also the name of Jesus, the name of God born of the Virgin Mary. While most of our liturgical celebrations throughout the year focus on biblical events or the lives of the saints, on January 3rd, that day is we honor the name of Jesus. Yep. And, and as Catholics, we do it for the whole month, specifically on January 3rd, but yes. for the whole, whole, whole month, month of January. Mm-hmm. So 
why should we celebrate and honor the name of Jesus with a feast? Well, we're going to give you a couple of reasons why. Yeah, well, first of all, the first number one reason, a name reverenced by all. So St. Paul tells us in his letter to the Philippians, at the name of Jesus, every knee should bend and of those in heaven and on earth and under the earth. The name of Jesus was first spoken by an angel and is is the cause of adoration by the heavenly court. It is the name reverence, especially during the Mass, as a general instruction of the, of the Roman Missal instructs the priest to bow his head at the mention of Jesus' name. It is a name... Yeah, it's a number 275 yeah, for yeah, the priests that are listening. Right, in the Roman Missal. Yeah, so, number 275. 275. And then the scripture verse that I quoted, I forgot to mention that, is chapter 2, verse 10. In the book of Philippians. Philippians. So it... I, I think I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm I'm losing it, am I? Hmm. It is a name that evil fears and when invoked can cast out demons. We honor and celebrate the name of Jesus because the name of God deserves reverence. By celebrating this feast, we seek to make reparation for the irreverent use of God's name and restore it store it to property dignity. The only way yes. you can the only way demons have ever been cast out is the name of Jesus, yes, not Buddha, absolutely. Confucius, Aristotle, Gandhi, Muhammad. Right, right. You're going to you're going to attract more demons if you say those names. Yeah, actually, you know, when you're having a nightmare, what's the first thing you do? Jesus. Just say the name of Jesus. It'll go away. Bam, it goes the away. The nightmare will go away. So, yeah. So the second reason that we uh that we celebrate the holy name of Jesus is the name by which we're saved from what? From eternal hellfire. Yes. The angel tells St. Joseph to name the child Jesus because he will save us from our sins. Matthew one twenty one. By his incarnation, God made man takes on a name indicating he comes to save us. That's what the name Jesus means. God saves. Jesus becomes a source of our salvation. And since apostolic times, the name of Jesus has been preached and proclaimed first by the apostles as they sojourned on their missionary efforts then by their successors who sought to evangelize by various missionaries who brought the name of Jesus to the new world, and by the teachers of the faith who sought to combat heresy. We celebrate the feast in honor of Jesus' holy name because it's been spoken throughout the world. And when proclaimed to those who have never heard his name, lives are changed. Yes, absolutely. Lives are changed. So, And what's the third reason? Many have died pronouncing the name of Jesus. Those who have worked as missionaries to spread the name of Jesus have often suffered because of his name. In the Beatitudes, Jesus foretold that some would be persecuted for his sake. Uh, we can look at see that in Matthew uh, chapter 5, verse 10. Throughout the history of Christianity, many have shed their blood and died a martyr's death. Some even have professed the name of Jesus on their lips as they breathe their last. Celebrating the holy name of Jesus reminds us these ancestors in the faith have hopefully encouraged us us to want Jesus' name to be our our last word. So if you die for Jesus, you're you could go straight to heaven. That's called red martyrdom. There's been a lot of saints that yep. I just have read about. For example, like one that comes mm-hmm. off the top of my head, Saint Joan of Arc, mm-hmm. when she was uh, being burned alive. Yes. By uh, the English, yeah. <clears throat> the English in the presence of the English mm-hmm. bishops, she said three times, "Jesus, Jesus, Jesus." This is so common in church history as people are dying. That's the last thing you want to say. That's the last thing you want to call out to Jesus. Yes. Number four, Number, okay. there's power in his name. Jesus powerfully taught that where two or three are gathered in his name, he would be gathered in their midst. That's in Matthew eighteen yeah. twenty. People also called upon Jesus 
upon Jesus by name when asking for a miracle. Mm-hmm. For example, the blind man cried out in Luke eighteen thirty-eight, Jesus, son of David, have pity on me. And with that invocation and further con- con- conversation, uh, his sight was restored. We also know in many places in the Bible, like Acts 16, 18, Acts 19, 16, mm-hmm. demons were cast out of the possessed by Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. Celebrating the feast of the holy name of Jesus reminds us that we should pray the name of Jesus in our struggles or when we're anxious because his name is powerful for those who call upon him. Yes, it's the most, it's the most perfect prayer yeah, perfect in prayer. the universe. Yeah, and if you know it, I know I see billboards on the freeway and, and there he goes, the name of Jesus saves. So anybody that reads it, they just said they just said a prayer, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So let's go on to number five. Many have been devoted to the holy name for centuries. The name of Jesus has been a source of devotion for centuries. In 1274, the Council of Lions recommended that all the faithful should foster a devotion to the name of Jesus. Many saints also have recommended the devotion, most notably St. Bernardine of Siena. St. Paul O'Sullivan's book, The Wonders of the Holy Name, gives us an exhaustive overview of the countless saints, known and unknown, who prom- who promoted devotion to the name of Jesus. So just look at that book, The Wonders of the Holy Name. by Small little book from 10. Yeah, Father Paul O'Sullivan's book. One of the most public displays of devotion to Jesus' holy name arose from societies and confraternities dedicated to the holy name. While no longer as popular as in the days gone by, there are many ways people can foster devotion today to the name of Jesus. The Eastern Church's practice of the Jesus Prayer, uh, my husband says this all the Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Why don't we say that three times, right? Again, Lord Lord Jesus Jesus Christ, Christ, Son of the the living God, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, have mercy on me, a sinner. The Eastern churches, they, they recite many, it's recited many times, uh, connects the name of Jesus and invocation for his mercy. The Hail Mary, when split in two parts, hinges on the name of Jesus. Yeah, I heard John yep. St. John Paul II yep. say that. That's yep. the power of the Hail Mary. Yep. Is right in the middle, smack, smack dab, down. is the name of Jesus. Jesus. Absolutely yeah. right there. Uh, St. Louis de Montfort, in um, The Secret of the Rosary, encouraged people to add a short phrase there to focus on one's meditation. For example, Thy womb, Jesus, born in poverty, Holy Mary, Mother of God. Then you say that. Um, I guess he developed, uh, developed De Montfort's suggestion in, in, in my rosary devotion. I guess that's who... The author said, said that. Yeah, the author said that. Um, there is also a litany of the name of Jesus and many songs such as Holy God, We Praise Thy Name or All Hail the Power of Jesus, Jesus' Name. In addition to several contemporary Christian songs, yeah, the so. Protestants have a lot of songs on Jesus. That's yeah. one of the things that they do. Since we they as don't Catholic have, are familiar with the Holy yeah, God, so, we praise Thy name. Yes, yeah, since they don't do have a liturgy, all they do is play songs, which yeah, is good. Right. That's good. But again, yeah. uh, they don't have the sacred. They got music. it half right. Yeah, half right. Yep. We celebrate the feast of Jesus' holy name in order to foster a deep love for His name. If we pray the name of Jesus continually in this life then it will be his name that we pronounce when we meet our Savior face to face upon closing our eyes. We'll be back. We're going to talk about the power of sacrament. What is the yep. all. Don't go anywhere. Spiritual warfare with Desenita and our mother Mary, Jesus' mother. Pray for
Spiritual Warfare Show with Jesse and Anita. We are here to T- serve you. T-G-I-F. Thank, thank God I'm forgiven. forgiven. Yes. One Amen. Of the, one of the things that Protestants don't have is called sacramentals. And we want to mm-hmm. talk about sacramentals. Yes. Uh, specifically the sacramental known as blessed salt. Mm-hmm. Blessed salt is one of the many sacramentals in the Catholic Church. Sacramentals are sacred signs, and, and this is right from uh, the, the documents of Vatican II, Sacrosanctum Concilium mm-hmm. number 60. It says this. Sacramentals are sacred signs which bear resemblance to the sacraments. They signify effects, particularly of a spiritual kind, which are obtained through the church's intercession. In other words, see the sacramental I'm wearing around my neck? Whatever, actu- whatever actual graces we receive, it comes from the church's intercession because it's been blessed by the church. Okay, By them, sacramentals, men are disposed to receive the chief effects of the sacraments and various occasions in life are rendered holy. That's out of Sacrosanctum mm-hmm. Concilium number 60. So specifically, salt. Salt is mentioned frequently in the Bible in both Old and New Testaments. Many passages, 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 20 and 21, Mark 9, 49 to 50. An interesting tidbit of history is that salt has a valuable commodity in much of the ancient world. What? The, the, the word salary finds its root in the Latin word sal, because Roman soldiers were paid in quantities of salt. Wow, well, that origin of the root word of that. Interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. What does St. Augustine said? He says he mentions that blessed salt was used with catechumens, those preparing for baptism, a practice that continued into the liturgical revisions of the Second Vatican Council. An old, older form of blessing prayer for salt includes an invocation of exorcism, for this reason, blessed salt still is used by some for blessing homes and the like. Today, blessed salt is most typically used in the blessing of holy water. Although it's optional, there's a prayer for the blessing of salt in the Roman Missal. Sacramentals should be disposed of with care and dignity, not in ways we dispose of average rubbish. As in the case of blessed salt, it is best to dispose of it in the ground, or perhaps give it to your parish priest to dissolve in holy water. Simple. Yes. How, how, how do you dissolve? How do you dispose of blessed salt? Uh, uh, sprinkle it around your house. House. Sprinkle <laughs> around the house. That's, that's the, the best, best way thing. to do it. And you know, Jesse and I, when we go out of town, we I we ha- I carry blessed salt. Get my little um, equipment there, uh, and with my sanctuary. And and one of them is um, blessed salt, and Jesse gets goes around the, the our hotel room and spreads it all over our room because remember that's not our home, and we're renting it for a, a temporary uh, time, so we need to be protected because we don't know right. what was what has happened in the, that room before us. Yeah, here's the prayer that I pray when we go to hotel room, which is almost every week, and now mm-hmm. that I'm getting my health is re- being restored and I'm going out and speaking again. I'll take the blessed salt, I'll sprinkle it around the room, Mm -hmm. and I'll say, uh, and my wife will repeat after me, I'll say, Lord Jesus Christ, in thy name, I ask thee to bind and silence all powers and forces in this hotel room that do not accept thee as Lord and King. I ask thee to bind all demonic action and communication in this room, seal this whole place and myself and my wife in your precious blood, Virgin Most Powerful. We ask you to surround us tonight with the mantle of protection, send any demons to the foot of the cross, 
and crush them under your immaculate feet. St. Joseph, terror of demons, pray for us and protect us. Amen. Amen. And as, as I'm blessing us, uh, bless Amen. salt around the room. So Amen. what else do we know about bless salt? Okay. So bless salt is an instrument of grace to preserve one from the corruption of evil occurring from sin, sickness, demonic influence, and etc. As in the case of all sacramentals, its power comes not from the sign itself, but by the means of the church's official liturgical prayer of blessing. A power the church derives from Christ himself. In Matthew 16, 19, and 18, 18. As the Vatican II document on the sacred liturgy states, paragraph 60, 61, quote, that both sacramentals, sacraments and sacramentals sanctify us not of themselves, but by the power flowing from the redemptive act of Jesus, elicited by the church's intercession to be directed through those external signs and elements. Yeah, let me just mention one thing, yes. just to show you how powerful yes. sacramentals are. I read a, a story of uh, one of the famous saints, I think it was St. Francis de Sales. There was a possessed woman in his presence. They brought this possessed woman to St. Francis de Sales. All he did was take a rosary, and he put it on her neck mm-hmm. and dozens and dozens of demons left her body immediately. And she screamed. She shrieked wow. as he touched the rosary is a sacramental, mm-hmm. sacramental touched the rosary to her neck. She was completely delivered from demonic possession. There are cases mm-hmm. one after another in church history uh, of people being healed of even demonic possession. Yeah. When when a sacramental is placed on their body, yeah, that gives us actual grace. Yeah, actual right? grace. Actual the sacraments grace. give us sanctifying grace. grace. So there's yeah. a difference. Let me there's let me difference. Yeah, let me yes. define that. Yeah, sacraments give us sanctifying grace. That means that the the you receive the life of God in your soul, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And sacraments not, are what confirmation, baptism, uh, Holy Communion, Holy Confession, Confession, confession sick, marriage, marriage, Holy orders, orders, all those. Uh, mm-hmm. And so the sanctifying grace is, think about this, oxygen, oxygen in your lungs, sanctifying grace is oxygen for your soul. Mm-hmm. You can only get that through the seven sacraments. Mm-hmm. Actual grace, or, or uh, yeah, it's called actual grace, which we get from sacramentals, the moment you're being tempted, you're being challenged, you're going some, through, through some type of tribulation, mm-hmm. the sacramentals, they give you the grace to fight, the grace to resist, mm-hmm. it, the grace, it, it, the the grace to help you overcome whatever situation, uh, you know, you're going through. Mm-hmm. That's what actual grace does through sacramentals. Yep, and that's, yeah. um, and remember, we don't wear sacrament uh, sacramentals superstitiously. Nope, we gotta be, wear them with faith. Yeah. So let's continue. So hence, sacramentals like blessed salt holy water, metals, etc., are not to be used superstitiously, as just as I mentioned, as having self-contained power, but as focus points funneling one's faith toward Jesus, just as handkerchiefs were used to focus faith for healing and deliverance. And that's, we can find that in Acts uh, chapter 19, verse 12. Yeah, can you imagine yep. St. Paul's handkerchiefs yep. possess people would touch them? Now, you know what goes mm-hmm. in handkerchiefs, okay? Mm-hmm. You know what we use them for. Yep. His handkerchiefs would cause the possessed people to be liberated and delivered mm-hmm. from demonic possession. Yep. Mm-hmm. So in case somebody's wondering, God doesn't operate like this. Yes, he does. It's mm-hmm. in the New Testament. There you go. Yeah. Um, 
Thus used non-superstitiously, modest amounts of blessed salt may be sprinkled in one's bedroom or across thresholds to prevent burglary in, in cars for safety, etc. A few grains of blessed salt in drinking water or used in cooking or as in food seasoning often bring astonishing spiritual physical benefits. That's what I use. I use all our salt, salt for cooking. Blessed. It's all yeah. blessed. And I use it for cooking. Every meal mm-hmm. that we eat, we eat blessed salt. And mm-hmm. anybody who comes over our house, our they, kids, grandkids, they we, we, eat we, salt. They be, yeah, they're eating blessed salt. <laughs> yeah. Again, because they're, they're going to derive mm-hmm. some type yep. of spiritual benefit and, and even physical. Sometimes there's physical healings as a result of these sacramentals. So as with the use of sacraments, mm-hmm. much of this depends on the faith and devotion of the person mm-hmm. using the blessed salt or any sacramental. In other words... Like my wife said, if you're using this superstitiously, doesn't work. Number doesn't one, doesn't work because mm-hmm. that's a mortal sin, yes, the sin of superstition. Mm-hmm. If you're in mortal sin and you've got all these sacramentals around your neck, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean a hill mm-hmm. of beans, because again, if you're in mortal sin, you cut yourself off from the life of God. Your prayer is not even being heard. So the faith must be centered in Jesus Christ. Anybody mm-hmm. using sacramentals, and any amount of salt may be presented to a priest for his blessing. Using there's several prayers, but here's one prayer. Here's one official prayer from the Roman ritual. A priest would pray over the 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 salt to make mm-hmm. it bless salt. Yes. Here's what he would say. And notice the precision in prayer. Mm-hmm. Almighty God, we ask you to bless the salt, as once you bless the salt scattered over the water by the prophet Elisha. Wherever the salt and water is sprinkled, drive away the power of evil and protect us always by the presence of your Holy Spirit. Grant this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Mm-hmm. So that's a short prayer. There's longer prayers of, mm-hmm. of exorcism over the salt. That's one of the shorter prayers. Mm-hmm. But uh, once again, uh, if you have a salt at home, I would take it to my pastor and I would ask him, Father, uh, can you bless this salt? And again, it's in. It's it, he has it in the book. It's called The Roman Ritual. Uh, there's a short form prayer like the mm-hmm. one I just gave you right now. There's a longer. F- I actually like the longer form. It's more beautiful. It's just, it's, the language is more ornate, and it's and more exorc- and more exorcistic. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, again, just to show you the power of sacramentals. And one story of a prostitute. Her mom gave her a brown scapular. She didn't mm-hmm. want to wear it. She was dying. She's in the hospital. She goes, okay, okay, mom, I'll wear it. So this prostitute puts on the scapular. Every night the nurses hear her cry, screaming, get this off it itches. I can't stand this thing. Every night she's screaming and clawing at herself. One night she just gets the, the scapular, just can't take it no more, and she rips it off and throws it across the room, and she drops dead. She she died in unrepentant, unconfessed mortal um, sin, but yeah. Our Lady did not let her die with the brown scapular on because, because that's the promise of Our Lady. Yes, that's that's unfortunate. And I think there's a lot of people that are out there that uh, we need to evangelize. You know, yeah. And it's through personal relationship. That's how we start. Yes, yes, it is. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about another sacramental in, in uh, segment three and four. We're going to talk about blessed bells yes what are blessed bells uh how are they used how do priests use them can can lay people use them i mean there's all kinds of questions Mm -hmm. because as catholics we're used to seeing bells especially you know churches were recently built 6 a.m 12 noon 6 p.m the bells would go off telling the townspeople to start praying the angelus Mm -hmm. and so we're going to talk in the next two segments an exorcist is going to explain why the devil hates bells so much. Yeah. And you know what? It's uh, 
Don't you just love to hear the bells in church during the consecration? There you go, the the, the altar server mm-hmm. will ring the bells, and that's when we know that the Holy Spirit has come down, and uh, we made God, God made flesh right there, and yeah. uh, we're ready for to receive our Lord. So that's just a, just a beautiful thought, and to just think bells are such beautiful. When you when in, when you're in a in 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 the the public square. What do you do? And you're near a church, and then there's bells ringing. What do you do? You stop and listen. At least I do. Mm-hmm. I said, "Where are those bells coming for? What a beautiful sound!" Because you know what? It the the other sounds are drowned out. Yeah. When you hear bells, isn't that miraculous? That's a very Catholic. Yes. Yep, and, and, and bells are a call to prayer. We'll talk about yep. that in the next two segments. Jesus 911, don't yep. stick around. More to come. Holy pause with our patron saint of the unborn, our Lady Guadalupe. Pray for us. Pray for us. Blessed bells. Why does the devil hate blessed bells so much? Yeah, well, we're going to find out. With uh, We had a, a nice article from written by Patty McGuire Armstrong. She talks about an exorcist explains why the devil hates bells so much. And then I got a pretty cool story at the end. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it'll, it'll be worth... Uh, I've seen him in action, so that's I'm going to talk about what I've seen. Well, we've seen him. I need to have seen him also in action, and we'll talk about that. Yeah. So... The, an exorcist explains why the devil hates bells so much. Mm-hmm. The devil hates everything beautiful, and the bells are specifically used to draw attention to the divine worship mm-hmm. of God. The, Patty McGuire writes, uh, Patty McGuire Armstrong, she says, The devil hates bells. A deacon involved in the deliverance ministry told, recently told my husband and me. I had never heard of the bell aversion, so during my next interview with an exorcist, this one from the Mountain West, I asked about it. Father Theophilus, which means love of God, but it's not his real name because exorcists usually need to keep their identity secret, confirmed it. Devils hate bells, he said. I use them in sessions all the time. I have a nicely toned consecration bell that I use. Mm-hmm. The devil has screamed during sessions of exorcism, knock it off! at the sound of bells during exorcisms and tried to knock them out of his hand. Mm. The rite of exorcism uses prayer and holy water, but Father Theophilus, not his real name, also brings many tools into the fight against evil, such as music, chants, sacred art, a team of prayer warriors, holy water, and blessed bells to overwhelm the devil. Wow, a complete war chest there. Yeah. <laughs> so why bells, she asked. Satan is always attacking us through our senses, he said. This is Father Theophilus. So the liturgy itself needs to be a holy assault on our senses. I like that. Our sight, our touch, and smells, and hearing. We have prayed as a church with all these central things, because she learned through the millennia that this is what repels the enemy. Mm. 
Father Theophilus uses his altar or sanctus handheld bells. When these con- he says, when these consecrated bells are used at Mass, it is to say, look at him, the word made flesh, he said. The bell humiliates the devil because it's a non-rational object that is doing what they were made to do. They don't want to adore God. Mm, wow, I, I love like that. that. I love that. Yeah, I like this. That's some deep theology. Look at him. The word made flesh. Just imagine. Oh, gosh, yeah. I wish every priest would say that. that would, yeah. Yeah. Of course, that's not part of the liturgy. But mm. yeah, but, uh, but it's powerful because, again, yeah. demons are angels. Yes. Once a, and they were meant to, to worship, worship God. God. And now Father Theophilus says this yes. bell, mm-hmm. this non-rational object, is worshiping God, mm-hmm. you know, so to speak, by, by the ringing of the bell. Bells. So mm-hmm. this humiliates the devil because, again, the devils are rational object yep. beings. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and and now a non-rational object, a bell, is doing what they're supposed to do. I, yeah. I like that. Right, that was right. good. That, that was, was really good, yeah, Father Theophilus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Father Lewis. So an- another reason the devil hates bells is because they hate everything beautiful and holy. According to Father Theophilus, he says, We are moved by beauty, he said. It stirs our souls. Beautiful music, beautiful prayers, flowers, beautiful tones. The devil hates everything beautiful and the bells are specifically used to draw attention to the divine worship of God. Right. Because, you know, when we're there and during the consecration, the bells ring, what happens? We look up and uh, we see our Lord. Even people that even people that don't maybe let's don't mm-hmm. know the, about the teachings of the real presence of Jesus Christ in the Eucharist, mm-hmm. which is the, whole, the central teaching of the Mass. Mm-hmm. Without that, the Mass really doesn't make sense. Then you're just worshiping bread. Mm-hmm. But even people that don't really know, and there's a lot of people that don't mm-hmm. know that teaching, according to the Gallup poll, when they, when they hear the bells being rung, they know something's happening in those seconds. Mm-hmm. Every, everybody's just kind of looking up like Lassie, you know, with their yeah. ear, Lassie with his ears up in the air like, Something's happening. Yeah. I really, I don't know what's really there's happening. There's a mystery yeah, there. There's a yeah. There's they a know what the ringing of the bell is. They know something mystery. mysterious is mm-hmm. happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it is customary to bless everything involved in the liturgy and to bless the church bells also. Father Theophilus said, "Blessings makes things holy, set apart for God. Everything in the liturgy needs to be set apart for God. Even the bells. Even the bells. Yeah. Even the bells. That, by the way, that's what the word holy means. It means set apart, in set case apart. you're wondering. What does holy mean? And what it means, it means set apart for God. That's the mm-hmm. literal definition. Yep. Just as the Sanctus bells give glory to God, so too does the ringing of bell, church bells. Whether the church has an old cast iron bell or an electronic recording, Father Theophilus explained, both can be blessed. Traditionally, Church bells called us to prayer, he said. If you have an Angelus app on your phone, a bell will ring to alert you. Yeah, my, my phone goes off, and that's my bell, uh, 6, 12, and 6, to, to recite the, the Angelus. So what is the Angelus? So the Angelus is a Catholic prayer originating from 11th century mon- mon- monastic co- custom. Church bells called people at 6 a.m., 12 noon, and 6 p.m., to pray the Angelus, Latin for angel. People stopped what they were doing, knelt down and prayed. The Angelus commemorates the incarnation when the angel Gabriel declared to the Virgin Mary and she responded, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it done unto me according to thy word. 
and the word was made flesh and dwelt amongst us. Yes, uh, that's... Um, we we borrow that from the Jews. Yes. Mor- mm-hmm. uh, morning prayer, midday prayer, evening prayer. That comes from the Jews. We just have uh, put a more precise time to it, 6, 12, and 6. And by the way, if you want to get structure in your life, if you have mm-hmm. a, a life of disorder, mm-hmm. one of the things that exorcists will do is they will put people that are possessed or potentially possessed mm-hmm. called penitents or uh, before they're even uh, energumens, they'll put the penitent just to, just to bring order back into their interior yes. life mm-hmm. on the protocol of the 6, 12, and 6 p.m. Angelus, uh, along with the, some other prayers as well. But that's, that's a good scaffold. That's a good skeleton. And once people start doing that, exorcists find, and they return to the sacraments mm-hmm. as well in Mass, yep. uh, 90 per, 80 to 90% of the people that complain of being diabolically afflicted will actually heal themselves by getting on a prayer protocol and again 612 and 6 is a perfect way to attach your your, your to, to start attaching your prayer life to something uh that flows w- with the stream of the catholic church yeah so, so if anybody's asking for the first step of the prayer protocol there you go there you go, the yeah. Angelus. You're wondering, it brings what, what's order. the Ripperger's Prayer Protocol? There it is. And, it's, and it brings sacrifice because 6 o'clock every day, getting up at 6 o'clock, to pray. is to pray, is yeah. a sacrifice. You're yeah. offering up your body as a living uh, sacrifice. It's not easy. It's not easy to get up for, uh, from a deep sleep, especially if you've been up late or went to, uh, you know, you work late or whatever it is the, the case. And you have to get up at 6 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Try it. Try it for a month and see. Not easy. Not easy. But it, it can be done. No, yeah. it absolutely can yeah. be done. And so, many uh, energumens do it. Absolutely, because mm-hmm. they want to get healed. They want to get healed. Those that want to get healed. Those well, that they'll don't, do it. they will not. Yeah. Okay. So here's the very beautiful blessing of the bells at St. Maria mm-hmm. Goretti in Westfield, Indiana, which was done back in 2017. Here's what the, the priest uh, prayed. He says, mm-hmm. Tonight we as God's people... Ask God to bless and set aside these five bells, which are to be installed beginning tomorrow morning for use in this holy church, for his service and his use. Uh, made, by the ho- made by the Holy Spirit, God make these five bells hallowed through our prayer this night, so that when these bells are tolled and rung in the future, the faithful may be invited and called to the house of God and to everlasting life. May the church's faith and piety be made stronger whenever they hear, whenever they hear its melodious peals. At the sound of these bells, may all evil spirits be driven away. Notice the precision in the prayer. Mm -hmm. May thunder and lightning, storm and tornado, hail and wind, and all kinds of evil be banished at the echoing of their sound. And may all flee at the sight of the holy cross that is engraved on each of them. May all evil and temptation flee at the sound of these bells. Tonight, we ask that our Lord Jesus Christ himself uh, grant this for us. Take notice of the incredible spiritual weight that the bells are given Tonight they become instruments of God's power in the war between heaven and earth. Again, notice the precision of that language. Heaven and hell. You said heaven we, and earth. Oh, he- heaven and hell. Oh, thank, <laughs> thank you. We pray tonight that whenever these bells may ring, may the ancient enemy take flight. Ancient enemy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle, Kyle and Dan are always using that phrase. Mm-hmm. May the Christian people unite and hear the call to faith. May the empire of Satan be terrified at the ringing. Yeah, the empire of Satan's planet earth. Mm-hmm. And may we as God's people be strengthened as we're called together by these bells May the sound of these bells be as pleasing to God as was King, King David's playing of the harp in the Old Testament. And as the peals of thunder frightened and drove away as, uh, an army of enemies while, while Samuel slayed an, emble- an unblemished lamb as a holocaust to the eternal king, so too 
When these bells and the clouds over St. Maria Goretti in Westfield, as we gather in this church for the Eucharistic banquet, the ultimate sacrifice of the eternal King, may legions of angels stand watch and guard over the assembly of your holy church to protect us in body and spirit. These bells will, count down, will call down angels. Notice the theology of, mm-hmm. uh, that Father Ripper always yeah. teaches. Angels go where they are called. Demons go where they're not resisted. So notice, these bells will call down angels, legions of them. God continues to watch over and protect his church. These are no ordinary bells. And what we do tonight is no ordinary blessing. And what we have built for God and, and, and am now close to completing has eternal significance. Mm. So let us remember this from now on. Every time we hear a church bell or bells, whether it be here or anywhere in the world, with each ring and each peal, a spiritual power is being given to us by our God. May each ringing bell remind us to thank him for the many blessings in our lives. That's that's a really good reminder there. You know, every time you hear the bells, just think of the, you know, of, of our Lord. That's his message to us. You know, I'm here. And just to thank him for everything, for just even for taking another breath. That's right. That's as, as simple as that. We forget to be thankful for that. Yes. On the next segment, we're going to read to you an old school blessing of a bell written in 1908. Yes. And this Stay is, tuned. Yeah, this is adapted for use in the Ministry of Spiritual Liberation and Exorcism, the blessing yes. of a bell. Old Catholic prayer. We want you Catholic. to hear the language. Yes. Stick around. Thank you, Mother Mary. Our Lady of Guadalupe, pray for us. So tenderly you hold us in your arms. Your beauty and your grace are the bright little dawn. Our Lady of Guadalupe, pray for us. So tenderly you Yes, so tenderly you hold us in, in oh, your arms. Beautiful. That's so beautiful. She's holding us in the mantle of her protection. Yep. Always believe that. Always believe that. T-G-I-F, thank God I'm forgiven. <laughs> Especially if you go to confession, boy, are you forgiven. Yes. Do an act of contrition every night before you go to bed as well. Make sure all your venial sins are remitted. Yes. Hey, we want to talk about the blessing of a bell. There's an... Actually, we're continuing. Yeah, we're going to continue. Yeah, yeah. Part, yeah. <laughs> There's a 1908 prayer that was uh, written by the Congregation of Sacred Rites, and it's uh, it was written for use in the Ministry of Spiritual Liberation and Exorcism. It's called The Blessing of a Bell. Yes. I'm going to do the priest part. My wife will do the, 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 all, the part. all part. <laughs> but, the all part. the all. But we want you to hear the richness of the church's prayers over the sacramental. So the priest says, Our help is in the name of the Lord. Who made heaven and earth. And then the priest starts praying Psalm 53. He'll say, God, by your name, save me, and by your might, defend my cause. God, hear my prayer. Hearken to the words of my mouth. For haughty men have arisen up against me, and fierce men seek my life. They set not God before their eyes. See, God is my helper. The Lord sustains my life. Turn back the evil upon my foes. In your faithfulness, destroy them. Freely will I offer you sacrifice. I will praise your name, Lord, for its goodness. Because from all distress you have rescued me, and my eyes look down upon my enemies. 
Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Then the priest will do an Our Father. And then after the Our Father, he ends, he says, And do not let us fall into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And actually, babe, what does that mean, deliver us from evil? We've told the audience before. I mean, Yeah, deliver us from evil. That's it, from the evil one. Yeah. The, the catechism actually says that. Yeah, from the evil one. And yeah, yeah. Jesse and I, we always do that under our breath. Yeah. <laughs> when we say the hell, the, yeah, when the you Our look Father at the, when you look at deliver the, us from the evil one. Yeah, the catechism <laughs> has the Our Father, a whole yes. section on the Our Father, and it breaks it down. And it says right there, mm-hmm. it says, deliver us from evil. It says, comma. This is a direct reference to Satan or the devil. Mm-hmm. So, yep, and that's... then we, we continue this. The priest says, blessed be the name of the Lord. And both now and forevermore. Lord, hear, heed my prayer. And let my cry be heard by you. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Then the priest says, let us pray. And we'll do this prayer together, me and my wife. Yes. And this is the prayer, the actual prayer over the blessing of the bell. Look at mm-hmm. the richness of the mm-hmm. language. Yep. So we'll, we'll, we'll say it together. God, God who, who decreed, decreed through, through blessed Moses, your, your servant and lawgiver, that, that silver, silver trumpet should be made and be sounded at the, at the time of sacrifice in order to remind the people by their clear tones to prepare, to prepare for your worship and to assemble for its celebration. Grant, we pray, that this bell, destined for your holy church, may be hollowed, then the priest will do it, or he'll make the sign of the cross, by the Holy Spirit, through our lowly ministry, so that when it is told and rung, the faithful may be invited to the house of God and to the everlasting recompense. Let the people's faith and piety wax stronger whenever they hear its melodious peals. At the sound of the bell, dedicated to Saint, the name of the parish, let all evil spirits be driven afar. And he'll say that three times. Let all evil spirits be driven afar. Let all evil spirits be driven afar. Let thunder and lightning, hail and storm be banished. Let the power of your hand put down the evil powers of the air, causing them to tremble at the sound of this bell and to flee at the sight of the Holy Cross engraved thereon. And he'll say that, he'll say that sentence three times. So let's say it again. Let the power of your hand put down the evil powers of the air, causing them to tremble at the sound of this bell and to flee at the sight of the Holy Cross engraved thereon. Let the, pa- let the power of your hand put down the evil powers of the air, causing them to tremble at the sound of this bell and to flee at the side of the holy cross engraved thereon. Then the priest will say this three times. All, all together. May our Lord himself grant us, who overcame death on the gibbet of the cross, and who now reigns in the glory of God the Father, in the unity of the Father and the Holy Spirit, forever and ever. Again. May our Lord himself grant us, who overcame death on the gibbet of the cross, and who now reigns in the glory of God the Father, in the unity of the Father and the Holy Spirit, forever and ever. May our Lord himself grant this, who overcame death on the gibbet of the cross, and who now reigns in the glory of God the Father, in the unity of the Father and the Holy Spirit, forever and ever. Amen. The priest then signs the bell inside and out with holy chrism, and then he sprinkles the bell with holy water. He may also incense it, And then the priest will say this antiphon. He'll say, Lord, let my prayer 
come like incense before you. Then the priest continues with this final prayer over the bell, and me and my wife will say it together. O Christ, Christ, the the Almighty Ruler, as you once calmed the storm at sea, when awakened in the boat from the sleep of your human nature, so now come with your benign help to the needs of your people, and pour out on this bell of Saint, the name of the parish, the dew of the Holy Spirit. Whenever it rings, may the enemy of the good take flight. He'll say that three times. Whenever it rings, may the enemy of the good take flight. Whenever it rings, may the enemy of the good take flight. Then he'll say, the Christian people hear the call to faith. The empire of Satan be terrified. He says this three times. The Christian people hear the call to faith. The empire of Satan be terrified. The Christian people hear the call to faith. The empire of Satan terrified. We'll continue. Your people be strengthened as they are called together in the Lord. And may the Holy Spirit be with them as he delighted to be with David when he played his harp. And as one time thunder in the air frightened away a throng of enemies, while Samuel slew an unweaned lamb as a holocaust to the eternal king. Then the priest will say this prayer three times. So when the peal of this bell resounds in the clouds, may a legion of angels stand watch over the assembly of your church, the first fruits of the faithful, and afford your ever-abiding protection to them in body and spirit. So when the peal of this bell resounds in the clouds, may a legion of angels stand watch over the assembly of your church, the first fruits of the faithful, and afford your ever-abiding protection to them in the body and spirit. So when the peal of this bell resounds in the clouds, may a legion of angels stand watch over the assembly of your church, the first fruits of the faithful, and afford your ever-abiding protection to them in the body and spirit. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with God, the Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. And then the priest will say, to the honor of whatever saint is a saint of the parish, say if it's, you know, Our Lady of Guadalupe, to the honor of Saint, to the honor of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Amen. And then again, the priest signs the bell with the sign of the cross, and he departs with his assistants. Yeah. So, wow. That's, yeah, so, uh, so that's, that, that's the long-form blessing of the bell. That comes from a 1908 prayer. It still could be used. Pope Benedict allowed those prayers to be used now today. Yes. So priests could use the long form today. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wonder why you wouldn't want to use it. I exactly, mean, exactly the long form. I mean, it's more this precise. Is more precise. The 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 prayers are beautiful. I like the the fact that the 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 priest is acknowledging his priesthood and 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 the the power from God coming yeah. to him to say these prayers. Yes. He knows. Father Ripperger has something to say about blessed bells. What does Father Ripperger say about this whole topic? Yeah, when he says, when a particular object is exercised and blessed, during the exorcism, the priest asks God to drive the demons away by means of the object. The very exorcism of the object makes it repugnant to the demons. If one also blesses it, the object contains a twofold aspect to it that the demons abhor. When bells are exercised, they are like any other exercised item. The demons find them repugnant. However, in the exorcism of a bell, the ritual mentions two aspects to the bells. The first is that the bells are a call to the people to preparing for and adoring God. There you go. That's why our attention, we hear bells, boom, mm-hmm. where are those bells? Where's that sound yeah. coming from, right? The second is it would drive away demons in their various activities when the bell is heard. Hmm. 
So there's two. By sounding the exercise bell, in effect, the exorcism is transmitted through the air and drives the demon out. There you go, the sonar. Yeah, the see, this sound. Is, yeah, this is the yes. whole theology of mm-hmm. pr- a prayer as projection and, that mm-hmm. that's really only taught by Saint Liber Crystal through the teachings of Saint Thomas Aquinas. Mm-hmm. Everything. The prayer starts in the intellect, but then it's projected in the air. Father yeah. just says it right here. Yeah, he even says, says it, it by sounding, sounding the exercise bell. In effect, the exorcism is transmitted, or another way of saying it's projected okay. through the air and drives the demons out. That's the yes. same. What your your prayer your does prayers. the same thing. It's, it's projected, projected through the air. Where mm-hmm. do demons live? It said it right in this prayer. Nineteen. Mm-hmm. They live in the air. In the air. And mm-hmm. so it, it it drives them out. Prayer. The sounds of these sacramentals, the blessed bell. Mm-hmm. Again, uh, when you wake up and you open your mouth, you're either projecting uh, pollution, <laughs> pollution <laughs> yeah. with your mouth, whatever yes, you say, or you're projecting uh, incense. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's when you open yeah, your one mouth. One of the two, right? In the morning when you get up. All, and all it day. Depends on, all day. <laughs> yeah, it depends on what, how you went to bed. How you use your mouth. Yeah. Did you go to bed through prayer and active contrition or, and or reconciling bad, or bad words. your yeah reconciling yourself with God or did you go cursing and hating and and all those things that just separate you from God every day those those venial sins it's, so, it's simple yeah and if you open your mouth you're either putting pollution out into the air which the devil likes or you're putting out incense yeah. in, into the air, yep. which pleases God and drives demons back. Yeah, and just doing the sign of the cross. You, what are you doing? You're projecting, you're projecting that into the air. Yeah, yeah. you're projecting, you're projecting that you, physical that physical right. action into the cosmos. Right, and there's your shield. The, the sign of the cross yeah. is your shield, keeping these demons from penetrating your thoughts. Yes. Uh, again, uh, thank you for... Tuning in on our yeah, Friday show. This we, was we, wonderful. Yeah. I think this is just a basic, basic, a basic spiritual teaching warfare. on yeah. spiritual on bells, on holy sought, and the, and most of all the name, name of, of Jesus. Jesus. It's just a simple prayer. You're having a nightmare. Wake up. Start calling the name of Jesus. Jesus when you're getting in the car. Jesus, I trust in you. Yes. Jesus, throughout the day. Throughout the day, just think of just just. Bad thoughts. Call yep. the name of Jesus. Yep, Night right. terrors. Call the name of Jesus. They yeah. will leave. They will leave, and then start saying, you know what? I got to live in a state of grace. Yep. I well, we'll see you. Well, we'll be in Hawaii next week. We will. All, we're going to week. parish missions every week. I'm going to be speaking at a different Catholic church, church in Hawaii. The, yeah, and ending it with a men's conference. Yes, so we will be there, and we'll be enjoying the sun. Yeah, oh, yeah. For us, I know. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Same Christ time, same Christ channel. Hey, by the way, up next, the big guy Gary Machuda. Yeah, Gary. Yeah, coming to you from the Midwest Command Center, and uh, the, the words of Saint Father Appeal. What does Saint Father Appeal tell us? Pray, hope, and don't worry. Worry is useless. God is merciful and will hear your prayer. See you later, family. God bless you. Have a great week. And God bless you. Weekend. Weekend. <laughs>